0: Welcome to the Artist Academy Podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know, because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals the pitching, the whole bit, and now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it, so let's get on with the show. This week's episode features art therapy coach, Madeline Oliver. I'm just going to say right up front that this is a very motivating and inspiring episode, so I hope you need that today. She hits it right on the head with several different points about things like facing your fear with video and, most importantly, getting aligned with what you're truly meant to do. I think a lot of us artists are stuck in this rat race of life that they forget to take a step back and make sure that their work really aligns with what they truly want. Which in turn breeds motivation, if you think about it. So many of us want to wake up motivated, but we don't realize that motivation comes from truly doing the thing that you love to do. Even I have to take a step back and make sure that what I'm doing aligns with what I really want for the future. We talk about meditation and organization and all the things that I really think can be helpful for the overall growth of your art business and my own. It starts with mindset. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Madeline Oliver. So if you could just start off by introducing yourself and letting us know a little bit about what you do, how you got into art therapy, and then I'm going to ask you all the questions about it because I know nothing about this subject. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, so um, I got into art therapy fairly recently, like not too long ago, only in the last like five years. Um, And I got certified as an art therapy coach. So for those of you who are new to art therapy, an art therapist is someone who will not only guide you in the same exercises as an art therapy coach will, um, but they can usually do a little bit more like prescribe medication if need be and stuff like that, whereas an art therapy coach will refer those needed um, services to someone more um, professionally um, certified in the medical field. So we're a little bit slightly different than an art therapist, but essentially we do the same exercises and everything. And. Um, And I got into it because I was personally using art as my therapy, and I used it to recover from a lot of PTSD, depression, anxiety. Um, as you guys all know, with everything going on right now, in the quarantine, mental health is so, so important. And it's really key to maintain that and manage that. And I didn't know that the way I was doing it was an art therapy way. And that was through painting and jewelry making, anything that I could get my creative hands on and creating a work of art. That process was so healing, so therapeutic for me. And then I found out about the certification and got certified
0: amazing and i think a lot of us do the same thing Um, i know myself included like i couldn't imagine now like not painting every day just Mm -hmm. because it is so therapeutic i can just get lost in a podcast or just you know let your mind wander and work through things as you're painting yes and okay awesome so you now are so, what's a daily routine look like for you? What, what are you What are you doing daily?
1: So, um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever read this, the Artist Way, but it is essentially I've got some really great tools in here that are also used um, in art therapy. So, a lot of my day looks like starting off with a meditation. I'll do some grounding and maybe some sound bowl healing. I'll do some journaling. I'll pull from some Oracle cards, very like woo-woo and spiritual. I like it. And a lot of it is that process. Yeah. And then I will usually do my morning pages is what she um, recommends doing where you're just kind of mind dumping so that you can create the rest of the day and have that freedom and your brain isn't doing the monkey brain of like the to-do list that you need to get done for the day. And then it usually looks like a little bit of like business management in the morning because that is when your brain is usually more logical and wants to do more like analytical things. And the creativity side, the more free flowing artsy side comes in a little bit more in the afternoon when your energy is winding down or maybe even to the nighttime. I know some artists are real like night owls like myself. And so, a lot more of that creativity of making, let's say, jewelry or or painting comes a little bit later after I've taken care of more of the business side of things.
0: Amazing. And I was just in awe whenever you showed me that book because um, actually, we had a comment on here. Julie, she's one of my students as well, she mentioned. Um, we have a, st- a student spotlight where I interview one of my students, and we did that this morning. And she brought out that same book, and I had never heard the book before. And now it's twice in one day. So I am going to order this book on Amazon. Yes. Is I, I imagine it's is it available Amazon. in an is it
1: available in an audio format? Like is it? It is, but oh, I recommend. Um, she also has a workbook that accompanies it. So. Um, giant pages for you to do all the exercises in. So I definitely recommend um, getting the actual book just because there's going to be so much you want to highlight and note take. And I mean, I literally have like so many sticky notes and I've just highlighted so much. It's really life changing if you have not Read it. You're gonna love it.
0: Okay. I, yeah, it sounds exactly like something I would love. And you saying life changing, I'm like, okay, order it. Done. So it's called The Artist's Way, and I'll put a link to this as well.
1: And what's the author? Um, The author is Julia Cameron, and she's on Instagram. If you guys want to check her out, and yeah. she is a bit older, um, but she has basically been, she's an artist as well. And this is all her knowledge from the last 50 years. So, you know, even though she's an older artist, she's so wise, she has so much experience and everything. And you get that sense when you read the book of someone who has literally been through maybe all the struggles that you feel like you thought were unique to you and you didn't want to voice out loud because you were too embarrassed or ashamed. and literally she talks through those and you kind of have these moments of aha when you're reading the book of like oh I didn't I I didn't know that was a thing and there's a a name for it and a label for it so yeah oh my gosh I'm so
0: excited I'm literally gonna do this right after we get (laughs) off the podcast and I hope everybody else does that as well Okay, so you start out with stuff in the book, and then, so you're a art therapy coach. That's what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have clients come to you, and you do what with them?
1: Um, So normally I do actually group workshops and group um, coaching. So I am in the process of creating an art therapy course right now with Amy Porterfield, on Nourishing Your Creativity and Reducing Anxiety. So that's going to be available at the beginning of September.
0: I love Uh, that. I I took her – I was in her DCA course when it first came out. Love Amy Porterfield. Love Love her. Like, Hardcore Great. fan. She's following yeah. me. She's actually following me on Instagram. And I tell everybody that knows her that because like we like I like shouted around a story one time and so she followed her, and I was like, My year is made. Yes,
1: <laughs> I know. Same thing. I was like in her boot class and we were coming up with our course topics and I was busy at a retreat actually leading a art therapy workshop. So I didn't really have time to be like focused in her bootcamp, but I just like threw an idea out there and she gave me a shout and she was like, this is so great and you know, I was like, oh, Amy, you made my day. <laughs> yeah, oh my She's gosh. fantastic. Um, so yeah, so I have um, virtual digital courses that are gonna be available soon because as we are with our current pandemic, a lot of these tools need to be available virtual not just in person. Um, And then mostly I lead uh, spiritual retreats with a couple of my friends who are really well-established spiritual leaders, um, yoga instructors, meditation teachers, and we co-host these giant retreats together. Sometimes they're in Costa Rica, sometimes they're here in the U.S. And I lead the art therapy workshops there, and then sometimes I also do kind of one-off Um, art therapy workshops and then pretty soon I'm working to launch um, a one-on-one coaching course for artists
0: oh my gosh so exciting we have a lot in common (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna be good friends yeah (laughs) if anything we can just like just like bounce around some art marketing tips to Mm -hmm. each other too
1: yeah yeah Um, and the cool thing is was like you know, artists so need these tools, they so need like these resources. And a lot of the artists I've been talking to who are new and just starting out, they're like, I don't know where to begin, not only with like their Instagram and their content and marketing themselves as an artist and treating their art as a business, but also too, and just kind of like this spiritual healing Um, part of being an artist is like accepting that identity stepping into your power and really claiming that and and putting new positive beliefs in it because our society has for so long taught us or you know we've got these stereotypes floating around of like the starving artists and artists can't be wealthy and successful and They equate all these things which she actually talks about too it's one of her core steps to nourishing your creativity is rewriting these negative beliefs and putting in new positive beliefs so a lot of times that i'm i'm finding when i'm communicating with other artists out there like they just need that healing and that positive reinforcement and encouragement that like this can be a path for you And you can make it successful, and you can live this full creative life, and you don't have to be held back by fear any longer.
0: Yeah, because mindset is everything. You know, if you if you show up confidently on Instagram and or on your email list or anything, like people can feel it through the screen, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, okay." Okay, awesome. So you help people work through all of this in order to basically give them confidence. And yes. I think that is so needed. There <laughs> Also, do you have any, so we're working on video tips um, and Mm -hmm. just like being on video because Instagram Reels um, just came out with that thing. And so we're like, we're really pushing Instagram Reels and video. And a lot of people, I'd say half the comments are like, Hey, how do I, you know, do the editing and stuff? And then half, half the comments are, I'm so terrified to show up on video. What do you us yeah. talk about that for a second because I, I just tell them and I hate giving them this I'm like literally practice is what it's gonna take and but yeah. what what's your experience with that what kind of like advice maybe you would give some people to yeah show up so on video?
1: usually when people are expressing like I'm so afraid of like showing up on social media um, and just like getting my voice out there there's a couple things going on in the background subconsciously. One is you're probably struggling with people pleasing. You're so in desire to people please that you're afraid of like, what will happen if you do it? What will people think if you do it? And so you get stuck in the shoulds and the woods and the coulds and that ends up preventing you from just taking that small baby step of moving forward and, and bravely putting yourself on screen. The next thing that I find usually when people are struggling this and I I struggled with it myself, was just like having that confidence of your voice does need to be expressed and and people want to hear what you're talking about. Because a lot of times what you might be afraid of, other people might be afraid of. So if you're really struggling with like, oh, I'm afraid to be on video, I bet you there's thousands of others out there in the same boat as you. But if you express that and kind of like announce and, and show that fear and say it out loud, it no longer holds power over you. It no longer is a fear that is going to stay present preventing you. It's going to, you know, kind of go in the background as you decide to take those baby steps. Another thing in the less of the spiritual sense and more in the practical sense, because I'm all for practical tips, um, is finding someone who's mapped this out for you. So I have a really great friend who is an awesome video marketer and content creator. She's here on Instagram. She's very uh, noteworthy. You guys should totally give her a follow. Her name is Amanda Horvath and her handle is a H visions. And she talks specifically about this process of when you're too afraid to create video, where do you start? From the technical aspects of getting your iPhone and your setup, and then mapping out like a little script, what to say, deciding your topics, all those little things can really, really help reduce the anxiety as you start to map those things out, right? Because anxiety comes from the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty. So when people are afraid to show up on video, it's usually because they're afraid of how it's going to be. The The outcome is uncertain. It's unknown at this point. Yeah. So um, all those little steps and, and stuff, I, I recommend as tips and tricks to get started with it. And just know that you're not going to be perfect when you start out. Like I'm, I'm still getting my video stuff together. And I know it's far from perfect. And Amy Porterfield even started out like very, very like basic, you know, and then as you get better, and more into it, and you develop this skill and practice every day, just like you said, your quality will get better. So don't expect to come out of the gates like with like amazing video marketing content for your Instagram and your reels. It's a learning process, just like anything else.
0: So true. I'm in uh, Amy Porterfield's uh, Facebook group, The Insiders Club, and somebody posted here like a couple weeks ago a link to one of her first ever YouTube videos that she had made um, to do like a freebie and stuff. And I looked at it, I was like, This is so cool! Just could I mean, she sounded great. It was just, but there right. was a, there was a noticeable difference in yes. both of them. And I was like, Man, it's just so cool to see people who are that big and you know their documented journey is on <laughs> social media and in YouTube and all of that so it was just a nice reminder too, like exactly like you said you know everybody starts from one (laughs) and there's you're only gonna be get better I always tell my students too I'm like the first video you make is gonna be the worst video like it's gonna be the worst one (laughs) and and so just and there's only going from there you gotta
1: try it (laughs) exactly exactly and just remember that you know Um, years from now, a year, maybe even 60 days from now, you're just going to wish that you started today. So the longer you prolong it, then you're just going to delay basically that starting point because every day that passes – Basically, you know, as creators, we we get either anxiety from two things, creating or not creating, kind of like a double-edged sword. (laughs) We're anxious when we're creating because we have all the ideas, and then we're anxious if we're not creating because we have all the ideas. So just know that if you prolong that and you start so much later, just know at the end of that road, you're going to wish that you started so much sooner. So.
0: Oh, that's so good. I'm going to use that over and over again to remind people, like, you're going to wish you started today, like, a, a month from now, you're going to wish that you started. I love that. Okay, instead of, like, waiting for January 1st to start, you know, like, you could be a really good video creator by, by January 1st. Don't wait. Okay, so you mentioned you have a couple other specialties, like online um, marketing and stuff like that. What's What else do you do?
1: yeah so i have a seven-year background in corporate marketing um i specialize in marketing automation so um my clients are like google and microsoft and we're building giant four million dollar like automation campaigns in tools and platforms that we have to be certified um for the agency that i work for and um these are a lot more heavy on tech and a lot more heavy on content creation but what I'm thankful for is all of this experience over the years and my MBA has really set me up to look at my art as a business instead of just a hobby, you know? And when I look at other successful artists, I'm always thinking like, hmm, you know, like how did they get from this point to this point and what are they looking at in terms of their own marketing and stuff like that? So I I have this other even though I'm very creative and right brain, I'm also very left brain and, and thinking about the logistics and the marketing and the technology and how that all works. And, um, and my goal is as I help other artists kind of come into their power, help them see that they too, with my help, can start to bring more of that logic, more of that marketing, more of that masculine energy into their very creative flowy process so that they can actually see a, a possible future of a successful arts business essentially.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I feel like you're just mirroring a lot of things that I have on like my my website. Even though I'm sure you've never been to my website, but like just we have a very we have very similar thinking because I say that all the time. I'm like, art is a business, not a hobby. Art is a business, mm-hmm. and so you say that. I'm like, yes, somebody else. If yes. anything, it just like amplifies what I'm saying, and so it just. Great. I'm so glad that you're out there putting that putting that out there because it is very needed because there's like, like you said, there's so many artists who are so good at painting. And like, that's all that's all we want to do, really. If I could right. just lock myself in my studio right. all day, that would be great. So 100%. Every-
1: yeah, whenever you're
0: working with these artists, do you approach it to where you try to get them to think logically um, all the time or maybe like on Mondays is like logic day or is it just like incorporating little things in there or so basically what I'm asking is somebody listening and they're like, well, that's me. I'm, I don't really think, you know, I'm very business minded at all. How can I think more business minded?
1: Yeah. So I think it's always starts with baby steps. Like you're never ever going to just like automatically port that side of the brain over activate it. It's all about incorporating it into your lifestyle. Um, And so starting small, whether it's like, you know, taking a a small digital course on marketing or maybe um, creating like a Trello board, Exposing yourself to these more business tools to help you get organized. And I think that's a really great starting point for artists who want to bring more of these strong business skills um, and practicality into transforming their art as a hobby into a business is learning the different tools and resources out there that can um, help you get organized. And once you get organized and you start to kind of map things out and maybe you're thinking of strategy and a business plan start talking to people who you know have this expertise right reach out don't be afraid to ask for help there's so many you know coaches and marketers in this online space especially on instagram who you know specialize in helping Um, first timers get their business together and kind of think of yourself as like an entrepreneur. Essentially, that's really what you are. When you're transforming your art as a hobby into a business, you're on the same path as an entrepreneur. You're starting from scratch. So that means like knowing your target audience, uh, familiarizing yourself with some branding, um, language and uh, different tools and stuff like that. And then you can kind of like start to step back and calendarize this is where i like to incorporate the method of time blocking so that means like like you said making mondays a business day maybe it's mornings are like your business time where you focus on the stuff that isn't like your fun stuff right and then the evenings or the afternoons can be more play could be more of just the pure creation and you can take your business hat off and set it down um and Google calendars and time blocking is a really great way to get organized for your week so that you can pivot essentially between these two roles because you will be a business person and you will be an artist at the same time always.
0: Yeah, for sure. And maybe even when the, when somebody's trying to figure out what time is best for them, maybe think of like when you're not most inspired, <laughs> maybe right. use that, that time. So like if you can't get up and paint in the morning and be like, well, maybe I'll get up and pack orders in the morning and then paint late at night or vice versa. So. Right,
1: right, exactly. Like if you wake up very like, just like I'm on the go and I'm ready to go, maybe channel that energy into some of like, your content creation or your planning or something like that and just play with it too like you can switch it up and see what works for you like i tried doing like my more creative stuff in the morning one time and then doing my more business stuff in the evening and it just like did not work i had no energy it was very flip flop to my natural like inspiration cycles what i like to call it and so it ended up being like completely unproductive. And that's when I knew it was like, okay, mornings is going to be all the business stuff when I feel inspired and my brain is like in a very analytical mode. And then when I shift gears into the afternoon, that's when I'm embracing my creative flow.
0: Love it. You mentioned that you meditate. Do you have any recommendations for people who think meditation could be helpful for them, but you don't? they don't know what to do?
1: Yeah, so in fact, um, I just started a YouTube channel, um, Create with Madeline, and you guys can find a whole bunch of beginner meditations on there for artists, um, whether it's starting off with just breathing, doing body scan check-ins, visualizing, there's all kinds of different types of meditations I have on there. Another great thing is to download the app called Insight Timer. I know there's a lot of apps out there like Calm, Headspace, I personally found that for me to get into meditation, I need like, a couple key elements like the perfect voice the perfect yeah. background song and like I like I really need like this very like finely tuned balance of like perfection and I was not finding it on those apps when I was listening to the guided meditations I was just very picky um and I love insight timer because not only do they have guided meditations but they have music and they have like all kinds of other things so Maybe you want to live, you want to listen to like 526 hertz music one day instead of the meditation. And that's perfectly fine. And that app has that. And it's just, it's really simple and easy. And I found a lot of uh, magic from that, that meditation app.
0: Amazing. So whenever you're meditating, I'm very new into meditation. Like I've done it a couple times. It's not consistent. And mm-hmm. every, every time I do, I'm, I'm happy I did. And so what is your goal
1: for meditation? So I always recommend like starting off small, like I started with a five minute, and then I went up to 10 minute, and then a 15 minute. And I started off with like, just three days a week was my goal. And then it was like, five days a week. And sometimes you will fall off the wagon. Like that's just life. And the key is don't give up on yourself and say like, okay, well, I guess that's it for me. I can't consistently meditate and throw in the towel, right? that's not what you want to do. Like any other habit, it takes three weeks to form two weeks to break. So remember that. And just try and get back on the horse back on the wagon. And create that consistency. Like there was one week where I didn't meditate at all. And by the end of the week, I really felt it because I had already gotten used to like five days of meditation at that point, And I was like, Whoa, like, if I'm gonna go that long, like I at least need to like slip in one there, you know, like, I just can't have that too long of a break again, because it mentally you start to feel it. Um, and then I just jumped back on the train and recommitted myself. So it does take a little bit of discipline, but also be compassionate with yourself and gentle with yourself. But if you're not consistent in the beginning, that's okay. Just keep trying and set baby step goals. Maybe it's 10 minutes here, 12 minutes here. I haven't worked my way up to 30 or 40 minutes. Like Ooh. I'm still a noob on that. Maybe one day I'll get there, but, um, Yeah, it's all just like setting small goals for yourself. Okay, I love it. I'm
0: gonna like anytime I remember to do it is when I'm not in a good headspace, and I'm like, oh, I know something that can kind of fix this, and then I'll go meditate and it helps. But meditating beforehand, I think, Mm -hmm. would help me from getting in there in the first place. You know? Yeah. So that app is called what? How do you spell it? Insight.
1: Oh, Insight. Okay, Insight Timer. You don't need to spell it. Yeah. Okay. And if you. If you find yourself like, I've definitely been in that position too, where I'm just like, I am not in a mood to meditate. Like maybe I'm frustrated or I'm feeling like depressed or whatever. Sometimes that happens. We're human beings. It's called being a human. And one of the things that I found to kind of, it's like meditation. It's another therapeutic tool is to move your body. So all those emotions that get stacked, up in our body and store, just kind of sit there and they don't move and we, we get irritated and stuff so if you just do some like static dance or maybe you go out on a walk or something just moving your body will help transmute those emotions and move them and allow you to alchemize and change that energy and change that emotion and you'll find afterwards I usually do when I do it I'm like oh I feel lighter I feel better woo! and then you can either go into the meditation from that point or you can just save it for the next day. I
0: love it. And I think this is going to be really useful to everybody who's listening, cause, <laughs> is, if they put it into practice anyway. Okay. So I get this question a lot, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> so yeah. you seem like a person who is doing a lot of things and I can relate. Mm-hmm. How do you find the time or and or motivation to do all of the things?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the motivation part, I'll answer first. Um, it really comes from just um, this deep place in my soul to serve and help um, and knowing my purpose. But I didn't always know my purpose and I didn't always know how I wanted to serve and what that looked like. So um, really, I really encourage people to get very clear on that and discover that. And it may take some soul searching and that's okay. Um, But once you get clear on that, the motivation kind of starts to take care of itself at that point, because you're so clear and you're so intentional with what you're doing with your life, you kind of don't want to like mess around anymore. You're like ready to go. Um, The time part is going to always be a struggle. And sometimes I'm not the best at it. I'm in it. Again, I'm a human. Um, And I think just staying really organized is one way, but also... Um, giving yourself, like, grace. Like, one thing I notice as creators, as artists, we're just so much more flowy, free-spirited. Like, we don't kind of like being confined and, like, you know, um, chain to our desks, doing all the things. So, um, acknowledge that. Know that about yourself. And build your schedule around that. And and incorporate that into your lifestyle so that it feels more natural to you. Because if it feels unnatural and you're resisting it, you're always going to resist it and you're going to. Time won't actually be a problem anymore, but it will be an excuse that you use because you're not really creating that time in the first place. And if anything, this quarantine, this pandemic has taught us that like we can't use time as an excuse anymore. We have all the time in the world so what else is really truly blocking you that you're creating resistance around that's preventing you from doing all the things that you want to do and i recently learned for me it was tv like i love movie watching i'm a big movie buff and like i was ending my evenings like just watching and wasting away three hours of movies and tv and i was like you know what this is productive. I could be painting, I could be creating, working on my business. So I sold my TV, which was huge, oh, like oh, a wow. giant 54 inch television out of here. And instead I'm filling that time, like reading, reading the artist's way, creating, and i find that I'm so much more fulfilled and happy. Now, I'm not saying like, that's the solution for everyone. Go out there and sell your TV because some people just, that's part of their life and they want that. And that's, I applaud you and amen to that. But it was another thing that I was using as an excuse. So time wasn't an issue really for me. It was this other kind of distraction. so look at your distractions if you find yourself kind of using the time excuse but if time really is an issue and let's say you're an artist and you you know you work like three jobs or you know you're babysitting kids or you have a family and all these things i encourage you to employ the method of time blocking this is really really helpful it gets you to basically take that time excuse or you know real reason and look at your calendar and block time for yourself and for creating and in fact she has a name for this it's called your artist date so it is literally time you put aside on your calendar to create to be an artist to be you no one else is allowed on this date it's only you and you're kind of like taking yourself out to create, and it's one of the best things you can do. And if you incorporate that more and more in your schedule, you'll find that what you're doing is you're creating time instead of using time as an excuse. I love
0: it. Oh gosh, I just and just just to reiterate, you're saying block out excuses. So really get your excuses down. And one mm-hmm. example, because a lot I get this question a lot with too, and I, I t- just tell people I'd make. in in my mind i'm like okay i'm gonna give up netflix to in Mm -hmm. order to accomplish this thing that i want to accomplish and then like in my head too i'm like it's not gone forever like if i want to watch netflix again i can do that in two months or six months or whatever Mm -hmm. and but so that's kind of something that i kind of do in my mind i'm like just not netflix not not right now but later maybe and as soon as you said the whole um, once you find your purpose, you the, the motivation comes. I felt that because I took Amy Porterfield's DCA course when it came out a year and a half ago. And I remember feeling I have... I have like found the thing that I want to do. And Mm -hmm. after so many students kept coming in and saying, Hey, you're really helping me. And Hey, you're changing my life. And her, Hey, you're, Hey, you're, you've helped me get a sale and all. I knew knew like, this is what I meant to do. And all of last year, I, I got a little bit better about it, but all of last year, I was like, I didn't want to do anything else. Just like you said, I didn't want to go party. I didn't want to go, I didn't want to do anything. And I felt really bad for my husband because he's like, well, I still want to do all these things. I'm like, you go, go out with the boys. But like, I'm going to be here doing what I'm meant to do. And so whenever you said that, I was like, oh, you're so right. And that's exactly what it is. Too. And since then, I've like, you know, I've incorporated a little bit of like life into it. But even mm-hmm. still, like, I'll be hanging out with friends. And I'm like, really want to get back to my computer and finish that tutorial. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So true. So true. And too, like, you'll find that as you evolve and kind of like upgrade your life in this way where you're just creating more healthy lifestyle changes and habits to support your mission, to support your purpose, to support what you want to do in life. You'll find that you're, you'll gravitate towards other people who are like-minded. One of the things that she talks about for pushing through creative blocks, if you're constantly still hanging around people who are also creatively blocked, you will remain creatively blocked. But if you're hanging out with people who are very open to their creativity, they're not blocked, and they're doing all the things, you're gonna find pretty soon you're doing all the things, and you're open, and you're creating, and then pretty soon you're gonna just like sit back one day and you're gonna marvel at your life and be like how did, how did this happen? This is so amazing. So
0: i know i thought about getting on bumble to meet friends <laughs> like yes, so that, that we're yes. like going that we're doing big things i was thinking i was asking my husband too because he has a lot of friends who are doing big things and i'm like how do you how did you meet these people because <laughs> then once you're around them like you mentioned it's normalized it's like yes. oh yeah i just got this big job or yeah i just put a bid on this or i'm working towards this other thing and it's like oh cool it's normal to whereas yep. sometimes when you go back to other friends it's like hey what are we doing this weekend not you know how can we build our email list (laughs) (laughs) to them building email lists isn't exactly as exciting (laughs) as it is to us (laughs)
1: yeah exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly yeah
0: this is great okay is there anything else any other knowledge bombs that you want to drop on (laughs) because this whole thing is just I think amazing I think it's just everybody's gonna love this
1: well, I would say like if you're in the position where like you are starting out as an artist and you're wanting to express yourself and you're wanting to get out there more and create your transform your your art as a hobby into a business, I really encourage you before you go do all the the practical things of like getting your social media accounts and your website created and maybe like a Shopify store and Etsy shop and setting up all your marketing. I really encourage you to go inward and to do the spiritual journey first and to look at yourself and look at what it, what are your creative blocks? Um, do you have a shadow artist living with inside you? Um, are you creating artist states? Are you doing the morning pages? Are you doing any of these spiritual tools? to really help create a foundation for you as an artist because all of that other stuff the the practical like masculine logical business stuff like that if you jump into that stuff head on you might feel overwhelmed and you you might be successful but then you'll probably plateau for a little bit and you'll kind of come back to this drawing board of what's my purpose where is my life heading you know and like Maybe it's like you need to niche down on your audience and you're starting to question maybe even your own like artwork and what you're creating. And if you don't do all that spiritual inner work first, you're going to find that doing it later is going to be harder while you're also trying to run a business. So before you go out and do all that stuff, I really encourage you to get the artist's way, do the inner work, journal start to incorporate some um, habits in your life, like meditating. Um, Cause really what you're doing is you're just creating this really strong foundation for creativity and creativity is the pathway to your artistry. And the artistry is the way you live your life. So if you want all that, um, it's really going back to this inner work and setting up this foundation so that you can be super, super strong because I will say as an artist, my art has evolved, style has evolved, technique has evolved, like medium has evolved, like everything evolves and changes. And as an artist, you're always kind of like questioning things. You're living in your head. Maybe there's a battle going on inside your head, um, and there's always. like all these creativity, like all these ideas and. In order to kind of carve the pathway through that and, like, get clear and feel like, you know, that's all being channeled into one particular clear vision, um, it's going to be really hard to do if you don't look at all of your baggage and all of your shadows and your dark side. Um, And I did that recently, and it's been one of the most healing things I can do as an artist. I mean, I used to struggle and, and, like, actually like kind of push the artist label away I was like oh yeah I do art but I'm not an art like I just didn't like being called an artist because I had all these negative beliefs attached to it I was like well I'm not a starving artist you know like there was just all so much baggage and I rejected the identity and the label and and stuff and it wasn't until I did all of this inner work and really accepted myself as an artist and this identity and and rewrote those negative beliefs with positive beliefs and worked on my subconscious thinking that now as an artist i'm like when i speak about it i'm like proud and i'm in my power and it's giving me clarity too on my vision on my purpose which then only gives you business clarity when you're transforming your art as a hobby into a business
0: I love that. Yeah, and there is kind of a stigma between or behind being an artist. Because I remember in college, like freshman in college, I was like, I'm too smart to be an artist. I need to put, right. my, I need to put my brain to work. And i like, now it's like, okay,
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like for, I think I always wanted to apply to art school, and I did, but my parents were like, no, you can't go to art school. You need to get a well-rounded education. And so some of us have grown up in environments where our shadow artists might be really strong because we haven't been supported in our artistic talents and endeavors. And we've been told, no, you can't be an artist or you can't go to art school or you're going to be a poor, starving artist, even our closest friends and family. And so when you're told that over and over again, it starts to work on your subconscious mind where you believe that's true. And you think that about artists and yourself. And so you just live in the shadows, hence why it's called the shadow artist. And so you break through those barriers and you realize that they are not true. They're just irrational beliefs to keep you in fear. And that you are capable and truly powerful as a creator to do whatever the fuck you want to do. I love it. We're keeping it in.
0: (laughs) I love that. I was actually just talking to... Um, these, uh, they were parents of an artist that I, that I know, and she came and worked with me and, um, they were basically just like, Hey, they, they, she wants to shadow you. I was like, okay, yeah. So she came and worked with me for a day. Then I was talking to them after they're like, hopefully she got that out of her system. And I was like, (laughs) what wow <laughs> i was
1: like wow oh,
0: and i don't think they didn't mean it like bad or they're, they're great people too but they were just like please don't grow up and be an artist <laughs> and i'm like, saying it to me and i'm like what why my life is great <laughs> why do you why do you think that i think it's hilarious also another story too i was being interviewed by a local tv station and about a mural that i had just done they were interviewing me about the about my job and and then i was like yeah i do this and I do that and i was like i also teach and they're like oh yeah, because you can't do art full-time, right? You Like teaching is your full-time job. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. teaching is my side hustle. <laughs> like yes. you can't do art. They were like, they were interviewing me. And I was just like, yes. it's just that stigma is everywhere. And like, I'm, you know, we're, we're in it so much that we're like now we're like, oh yeah, this is normal. But I, it's mm-hmm. not until I talk to people like that to where I realize, Oh, yeah, it's not normal to 90% of the population. They're like, yeah. please, please don't let my kid grow up and be an
1: artist. Right, right. Like, we're, I mean, we're not living in the Michelangelo times where, and, you know, it was praised to be an artist, and you got paid by the Pope to do, like, the Sistine Chapel. We're, we're in very different times, you know, and so art is not looked on, I would say, as, like, um, prestigiously, as, like, being a doctor or a lawyer, and... I also think like as a, you know, our, our parents' generation, they were so concerned coming out of the depression and growing up, you know, in that time, they were concerned with like, well, you have to have a good job. You have to make money and, and security. And so that was so important. And and with society not really fully supporting the arts as a career, except for being an art teacher. But even then it was like, eh. um, you know, like it, <laughs> it was really hard to get that, like, support from that generation to be like, oh, yeah, go go be a successful YouTube artist. Now it's completely possible. We are in such a, such a you know, glorious time for the fact that there is so much technology at our disposal to make yourself successful. We have social media um, at our disposal to get that visibility. So I would say, like, as an artist, like, now is, like, a great time to really, like, dive into your talent and share your talent with the world because a lot of these tools weren't even available to past generations of artists and certainly not, you know, what our parents had in mind. They didn't envision someone, you know, making like a million dollars as a YouTuber, like that just wasn't a career path. And so there are all these new things, all these new vehicles now. So I would say there's even more opportunity, which means there's even less of an excuse you to sit there and say I can't be a successful artist really that what that is that's just a belief and it's limiting and it's in your subconscious but it can be rewritten it can be rewired and rewritten and you can have new beliefs where you're telling yourself like yes I'm an artist I'm successful and I am wealthy and I am financially stable and this is what I get to do every day isn't it amazing you know yes um mic drop (laughs) i think that's a
0: perfect way to end this too i yeah everything about what you just said too and i hope people who are listening who are you know maybe really young and deciding what they want to be or they're you know in their midlife and they're like thinking about switching and i hope this really Mm -hmm. speaks to them and really ingrains in them and they're like oh i I can do this and you know it's not just for the special people on Instagram or whatever like nobody's special we all started from ground zero and exactly what you just said on literally everything I loved it (laughs) I think this is so motivational
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I would encourage too like you know If you're artistic, it doesn't mean you have to be an artist, that is one career, you can go the other route of being an art teacher and art therapy coach or an art therapist, like there's so many careers in the art. So like, if you find that you love drawing and painting, but maybe you don't see yourself being like a full time artist, that is okay you know as well and these other careers are okay as well and they're there for a reason because honestly at the end of the day we're all doing the same thing which is we're finding healing in the form of art it's all about the process it's not necessarily the finished work and this creating this amazing masterpiece yes you know that's like the financial goal at the end of the day if you want to sell your artwork and and whatnot But, like, again, art is all up to the beholder. It's subjective. Beauty is subjective. So there's just so much that is, like, can't really be defined in the art world, which is what I love about it. And it's more of just a felt experience. Like, even just, like not only painting, but if you're on the other end and you're the buyer of an artist and you you are a huge patron of the arts and you love supporting artists and you're not an artist yourself, but you will buy the crap out of your favorite artist's work. I do that sometimes and I'm an artist as well. You know, it's all just like we're all supporting the same end goal at the end of the day, which is supporting the arts, supporting each other as artists, finding healing in art and knowing that it is a form of expression in the self at the end of the day
0: so true and if somebody wanted to go to you to get even more help with their art journey and if they you know if they took everything that we're saying and they just can't seem to do it on their own which I highly doubt or I highly encourage everybody to do what she's saying and you know you know write it down and really dissect things but if someone wants more help with
1: that how do they reach you um, they can follow me at Create with Madeline here on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook as well. Um, MadelineOliver.com is my website. And um, I'm sure I'll be on some future episodes of yours. I'd love to keep <laughs> talking to you about all the things. And um, yeah, the best way to reach me is here on this platform
0: perfect thank you so much yeah we're we're gonna be art biz besties here for a while yes. yeah I'll, I'll be i'll be sending you art art marketing questions and all of that stuff and yeah let's let's keep this communication open and yeah well, i'd love to have you back again in six months or a year why not so yeah thank yeah. you so much for coming on and sharing all that it's
1: been thank amazing you. such an honor such an honor i like i love your energy and your vibe as well and i think what you're creating for artists is so needed as well. And your art is amazing. And, you know, we just got to, we got to stick together and support each other. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: true. It's just supporting each other. It it supports the whole. All right. Well, I hope you have a great day. Thank you Thank you so much again. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am Art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over sixty thousand as a thank you for helping us grow this artist academy community and speaking of community if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media just head over to facebook.com groups slash artist academy and i will see you next week